Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I want to talk about weddings. I would have talked about weddings were we not in a pandemic, meaning that I've always thought that weddings are an interesting topic. They are a multi-billion dollar industry because you've just got someone who it's their most important moment of their life in their minds. And I mean, it is a very important moment, but the wedding industry is targeted to women. And I used to produce large scale events like the Emmys, the Grammys, the rock movie premiere, Con Air. It's premiere, et cetera, like big, big seven-figure million-dollar events 25 years ago. I did a celebrity wedding, and I think I've done one or two weddings. Nightmare. Nightmare. Because unlike the corporate events, which are very important because they're business, this is personal. And when it's personal, people get crazy. And there's a reason that there's the terminology bridezilla, because people go crazy because they obsess, and they're also not used to planning events. So first, It's the training that young women should want to be pre-wed and they should want to get the ring, get engaged young. Someone's going to take care of them. Families often have certain opinions about when young 
women should get married. Culturally, around the world, different cultures really just think that you should be married young. So in the American culture, I feel like it's gotten a little bit older, but still from the time that you're reading the fairy princess books, you're supposed to want your prince to come in and save you and buy you a ring. And it's supposed to be three months salary. And off we go. And I I do think that in many cases, this sort of getting the ring and the dress and the fairy tale, I'm 50 years old. It still sounds good to me. Like, who doesn't want to be looking pretty wearing a big princess dress? It just seems so, so easy and so sort of carefree. And I think that the marketing of the wedding industry is detrimental to the marriage industry because 60% of the of marriages ending in divorce is the proof is in the pudding. People are focusing on the wrong things. I mean, even the shows like The Bachelor, you know, there are people from small towns around the country with different faiths, with different backgrounds that are meeting each other, are meeting this bachelor or bachelorette in this unrealistic circumstance, okay? It's, a, it's, it's, sex and everyone looks amazing and you're in Greece or you're in some gorgeous place in some gorgeous room, totally unlike the room that you're going to end up sleeping in together or unlike the room that you live in in your own house. And everything is heightened. And having been on reality TV for so many years, everything's like seems like bigger and better and a great idea because it's sort of like producing your own life. And when your life is produced, it just seems just like Instagram. It seems bigger and better than it actually is. So Put hair, makeup, gowns, exotic destinations, hot people, alcohol, and the expectation of a diamond that's coming with a, you know, follow-up spin-off wedding show. I think it's a recipe for disaster. You know, it's good television. It's good for ratings, but it's not realistic. You know, these shows don't talk about, uh, would you ever go to therapy? Does it matter what someone's religion is? Do they have cats and you have dogs? I've never heard them talk about cats and dogs on on the, the, uh, the Bachelor. And I'll tell you something. If someone is allergic to cats or doesn't like cats or doesn't like dogs, like that is going to be a problem. No one's giving away their pet. So I think that the wedding business is multi-billion dollar because it's marketing, but it's marketing a fairy tale and a fantasy and it's not marketing therapy and fundamental differences and similarities and like mindsets and how are you going to workshop a problem and the true reality. Then you get to the wedding, like specific, the wedding, the event, and you've got debt on the other side. You've got people spending tens of thousands of dollars on so many things, getting into fights with friends over being bridesmaids and maids of honor, not wanting family members to sit together, mother-in-laws, the guest list, the location, bridezilla, um, who you made your best man, all that kind of stuff. Then you've got like the debt that you're going to go into just paying for it, as I mentioned. And I've witnessed a lot of girls in their 20s going broke, Every weekend before the pandemic, every weekend, a destination wedding. And they're, they, they've they been invited. They have to go. They got to get a bridesmaid's dress. They got to get a present. They got to pay for the hotel. So it's a narcissistic self-serving universe. Okay. Now, the registry thing is also a very awkward thing to me. It's efficient because you're saying, here's how to spend money and not have it be wasted. 
and I'm guiding you into what we actually need. But just to be the person that like gives the fork and the serving spoon, like what did you give? I gave a fork and a serving spoon. It was $125. That was my budget. And Joe gave the soup spoon. So it's like very strange. It's very weird. It's the ultimate, like we're all getting together to buy one big gift, I guess. And it's smart, but it's strange. And then also the people could see what you spent. So then they're judging, oh, well, Jane only spent $98 or only bought the one salad fork or the shrimp cocktail fork. Just so everyone knows that whole set of bullshit that you buy sits in some cabinet and becomes something that like comes with you through the years from house to house to apartment to apartment. And then you got to buy that padded, like, like, uh, China stuff that holds it and has like a fabric thing in between. And I prom- I've used it twice. So it's like someone should get into the like, pretend you're rich and important and have China rental for the day business. Cause twice, and I'm, people think I'm sort of fancy. It's just, who cares? So that's that part. And then why don't we just register at Bank of America and put the money right into my checking account? Like if you're going to be like, buy me this for, just send a deposit form with the wedding invitation and stick the deposit form in the RSVP and just deposit money into my bank account or go old school Italian and just give me an envelope filled with cash at the wedding. You know, it's a whole Ponzi scheme money operation that's getting run. And then we're talking about the pandemic now and people are doing it by Zoom. And I guess I almost respect that because that's like you just want to be connected and get married. But then you're Zooming it for other, I don't know. And then I think some people are not getting married and they're using the pandemic as an excuse. It's a great punt excuse to not get married right now. If people are pressuring you or if like you're supposed to or the stress is getting to you, it's just a great punt. But I know a lot of people who are waiting, but is that also not of the moment to have a multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of wedding fairy tale thing? Is that like sort of, you know, not, of the moment. And then I think J-Rod also postponed their wedding because they're probably going to have this big extravaganza in Italy. Maybe they just don't want to do it at all unless it's the level of wedding that a couple like that of that scale would would have. But then why not just have the intimate ceremony, the two of you? Because isn't the point to to unite? If a tree falls and no one heard it, did it really fall? I think, yeah, if if... If a marriage happens and no one really heard it, it did happen because you are now married. So isn't the point in those cases, if you want to have the big elaborate thing, to have that moment for you and maybe even your family just for the unity and then have the big thing, have the big party, have the vows again. I'm just curious like what the meaning of the wedding dynamic is now and if it's just evolved. And this has all happened in a landscape where women want equal pay and deserve equal pay to men. There is there is gender disparity in finances, in job um, availability, and so should the man ask the woman? Should the woman ask the man? Should should the whole thing be shifted upside down? Should everything be marketed to women? Like you just can't have it both ways. So I think there's a lot of confusion in marriage and gender and money. What do you all think? My guest today is Norma Kamali. She has been in the fashion industry for over 50 years and is known for designs like the sleeping bag coat and her sweat collection. She also wrote I Am Invincible, which chronicles the decades of her life. She is an expert on 
health and wellness and skincare and exercise. And today she shares with me what it was like to overcome the sexism of the fashion industry and getting engaged at 75. She is stunning and there's so much to learn from her. I can't wait to share this conversation with you. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If I had to put a stereotype on what you might be wearing, I love the fact that it's animal print and you and you have the sort of the cat eye and, you know, I just like the whole sort of the feline look you have going. Not, not every day. Today is today. You're an animal today. Well, nice to meet you. 
Nice to meet you too. So you are an icon, which is not something that you can really say about that many people. People can be successful or people can be rich or famous, but being iconic is something to really celebrate and to give people who are listening just insight into your journey. So welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I really liked the Mark Cuban interview a lot. Oh, thank you. I I thought it was really good. I liked it. Thank you. Every time I read about someone, including someone who I'm friends with, like Mark or Andy Cohen or uh, Chelsea Handler, I learn things about them. So I love that part of it because I'm not a person who really prepares for things that much. I just off the cuff. But for this, I do some reading because it's fascinating to just hear about someone's journey. So I did know that you got married early and that was, uh, it was challenging in that where you, you were enmeshed in your uh, business with your husband. I was very young, but I was bringing clothes back from London in the mid 60s, which was really the very beginning of what was going on in that 60s revolution on King's Road in London. And then he was a student here. He was an Iranian student. And there were lots of Iranian students here at the time during the Shah. And we both were like two lost kids. My mother was menopausal and I had to get out of the house. And uh, you didn't just leave the house and live with someone. You got married. And he sort of was lost too. So we met because we won a dance contest together. And I think that's a good enough reason to get married if you want to leave your mother's house. So I did. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, how, I mean, to get into business, to be a businesswoman at that age, to have that even inclination or to think that you have the fire inside to do that, where did that come from? Because you can say it now is just an anecdotal story. But in that time, A, to be a woman in business is, you know, really, really just sort of like beyond maverick status. But to have the confidence and the wherewithal to even say the word business then as a woman. So where does that come from? And how did that sort of happen? You're so right. After 10 years, when I was like 27, he and I separated. And by 29, I left. And uh, at the time, everybody knew that men were so much better at business than women. So we accepted that as fact. And he handled the money. And he was clever in keeping me sort of hostage because I only had $98 to my name because I wasn't getting a salary, but I loved what I was doing so much. I was sort of held hostage. You may not have had any money, but you were building a brand. Exactly. But nobody knew me. I was actually in, everybody knew him, but they didn't know me. But he, he sold the clothes. Remember, this is before the brands, before Halston, before Ralph, before, this is before. And so I finally left with $98 and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I never, I, I didn't even think that women have a challenge being in business. All I knew was I loved being a designer. I loved being creative. And that was the kind of life I wanted to have. And so because that was such a strong motivation for me, I figured out how to 
become a woman in business. And I realized early on that I really liked it. I liked the business side of it, but I had no role models. You're so right. There was nobody in that time when um, we're talking 1975, 76, and I really had to figure out how to pay the rent how to borrow money from people. I never told anybody that I had a problem. I was too embarrassed and humiliated. Well, you have to be. Because if you act like you need the money, then they don't think you're a real business or a real brand. Right. I've had assistants making more money than I, I did. You know what I mean? I've literally had that because I need them and I needed to pay them years ago. But I can't look like I'm waiting tables while pretending I have this sort of brand. There are a lot of people who are even on TV right now who don't have any money, but they're yeah. on TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very interesting thing. And also, you know, Warren Buffett, if you watch his uh, documentary, he said we're we're not utilizing 50% of the population, like 50% of the good talent pool, which is such a genius way to think about it. Yeah. But if you, yeah, if you compound that Bethany with, the fact that everybody's preconceived notions. Now, this is a lot of years of me having to deal with men, whether it's bankers or licensed partners or whatever it is. But you, first of all, women are looked at diminutively, like she's sweet. She, yeah, pat her on the back, you know, she's sweet. But then you add the designer factor to it, which means she's ditzy and sweet. You know, like she knows about that. Look at how cute she dresses. She's not how, a business person. Oh, she's creative. Yeah, look at yeah, look at those shoes she's wearing. So of course, I had my wardrobe for having a business meeting where I wouldn't distract anybody by having them talk about how I looked, and then I quickly learned to turn. The conversation around a couple of tricks, ladies, to turn the conversation around when you're with a whole bunch of men is to talk about what they're wearing first. I promise you it works. And then if someone is particularly annoying, you can talk about their hair. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like that. It's a good distracting (laughs) technique. So I was uh, reading about your sleeping bag coat, which I guess was out of that parachute material. And that was sort of your initial design or one of your original designs. And it made me think you were way ahead of the curve with the Snuggie and pajama jeans like you, which are not fashionable, but someone now should be making sort of pajama fashion. Well, pajama fashion is alive and well. I think uh, um, we, I don't know about you, but Wearing shoes this past year has not been on the top of any of my lists. So basically what happens is we have a COVID imprint and it's there for life. Our experience with COVID is impacting every decision we make going forward, including what we wear and how we look at comfort and style, whether it's in the house or outside of the house. But Day pajamas and night pajamas have been huge sellers for us in in every version of sweats and and sweats that you can wear inside and sweats that you wear outside and how you 
interpret that by what you're wearing on your feet really changes fashion a lot. As you know, if you have an outfit and you wear heels with it, it has one look. If you wear sneakers, it's a whole other vibe. And if you wear slides, it's another vibe. So I know I visit my shoe closet and I say, girls, I don't know if I'm ever going to have you on my feet again. I understand. The bags too. They're lovely artwork, but we're not going anywhere. So you're going to wear a bag to the kitchen or the bathroom and you put on the heel with the jogger and it's elevating or or a wedge because the jogger, people like you, like Donna Karen with Urban Zen, really take it to a fashionable level, this sort of, you know, relax, relax wear. Would you say you're most known for swim and things around swim, like during the whole sort of course of your career? What would be, would that, would that be like the sort of star student? It's, it's very interesting. My, we, we sell on Net-A-Porter, Revolve, Matches, all of those. And the client, the core uh, demographic for Norma Kamali today is 25 to 45. And so a 25 to 45 year old means she is a very good swimwear customer, obviously. The type of clothes she wears tend to be more of a certain type than say the 35 to 55 or 65 year old, which we also have. And we have that customer base as well. So people know me. It's really so interesting, Bethany, because when you're in business over 50 years, people know me for different things at different times in their lives. And swimwear is very well known for us. And for some odd reason, swimwear during COVID is explosive, not just for me. In the industry, it's explosive. And it's a Oh, whole- good, because I... I'm going into swim and I actually wanted to ask your advice and opinions. Wow. Okay. Yes. And if you have the right price and the fit is critically important, you definitely will have a a powerful business. And I'm not sure that I have the answer for you on why it's so explosive now, but it's a category that's not fashion and categories that are not fashion have longevity through all kinds of fashion trends or highs and lows. You mean it's staple and it's function, not fashion? Is that what you mean? It's fashion. It's It can be look great and designed, but it's not judged in the same way that ready-to-wear is, just like lingerie. It's another kind of category. It can be fashionable. It can be timeless. It can be, yes. And that's a good, that's a good response. Yes. Current is not key. Current is not key because when I launched into swim, I'm going to launch a Bethany brand. I've only started in, in eyewear, but I'm going to launch the swim in Bethany, but because I'm already in shapewear and do very well and the price point is good and um, it's very clean and it's, it's subtly, subtly, so subtly and elegantly sexy, but not, you know, slutty. And I don't know if that's even a bad word, but it's probably a, a, a slut shaming word, but I'm, I'm saying it. It's not promiscuous. It's not, provi- it's just elegant. I wanted to go into swim because I really think that it's gotten too sort of 
colorful and blinged out and feathery and beaded. And I look to Norma Kamali and Eris in my mind as brands where, and, and the old Donna Karen bathing suits where it's just like clean and you're a woman and you can look like you have a good body, but you don't have to show every inch of yourself and you're understanding what your body is and it's got your curves and you're just, you know, you know who you are, you're confident, but you need to show every inch of your body through this bathing suit. And so I thought of you in the vision, you know, from years ago. And I know you, you still have a store in Manhattan. Well, um, not since COVID. We, we were strictly online now. And I'm not even sure that I want a store. I mean, we're doing so well, actually, through e-commerce. Our e-commerce business is on fire. And we're exceeding 2019 and obviously 2020. So Retail stores need a, a complete revision and concept, and I have an idea, but I need I, I need a little bit more time to sort of sort out how I want to reframe it. But I'm excited about not having a traditional retail store and rethinking what that experience is that people have. But e-commerce is unbeatable, and um, connecting directly with your consumer and and being available for them, which you are and your personality is familiar with the people who, who follow you. And that's my job too, to make sure they have access to me and that I have access to what they want and what they need. And that that's everything, right? Well, Jonathan Adler was saying the exact same thing. He's got a bunch of stores. He would have been buried and drowning had he not had this e-commerce platform. And for those of you at home who have your own businesses or want to start, this is the tech revolution. There was the industrial revolution with machinery and, you know, replacing, you know, manpower, woman power. This is the tech revolution. And people are having a lot of anxiety right now and worrying and people can't eat. And if you can pull yourself sort of together and collect and get out of the anxiety, you have to sort of think about how to plant the seeds for them to grow for this next phase because it's not going anywhere and you're not too late to sort of get organized in the space. And even myself, you know, I'm not organized enough in the space. And, and and Norma was had an online store at eBay before, you know, anybody even knew anything about this stuff. So you've been sort of on the pulse intentionally or unintentionally for a long time. My first job out of FIT was at um, an airline in the 60s working on a computer, a Univac computer. And I learned very early what that could mean. And so I've been fearless about it because I didn't have these preconceived notions about what you needed to know. But the efficiency of, of technology is just it's fantastic. It can't be beat. And I think for the people who are listening and who are probably interested in business, that I think it's beyond planting the seeds now, Bethany. You have to be doing it now. You just have to decide what you feel powerfully strong about and start doing it. And even setting up a website and doing it with other people is really helpful. Like maybe you have a friend who has tech experience and uh, and knows about websites and can become part of a, a partnership or a, a group sort of think on how you have a business or you you get another partner who is great at commerce and selling and 
and scaling businesses from sales and data that you gather through e-commerce. So you all do it together. It's easier actually at the beginning to do it with other people because there are different things that go wrong and you can't be good at all of them. So it's good to have people who can, who can back you up and then they have something to sell because that's what you have. Well, you talk a lot about community. You're talking before you're, you're talking a lot about community and whether or not someone's going to actually even be partners with these people or even just know what they don't know and have good people around them. You're saying the sum is greater than its parts. Yeah, it's very important. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Well, I'm a business person for sure, and I have a great... Um, mind for business and concepts and a good gut instinct. But for example, I'm not a contract person. I'm a concept person. I always know what something's supposed to be and what should be in, out, how it should be done. And so I want to, the reason I'm mentioning that is because are you a business person, a traditional business person, or are you more creative? 
Um, I've learned that I can be both. I've learned that I actually enjoy both, and I think it's made me a better designer. I'm not a compromising designer, but I'm a more intelligent designer. I keep myself informed about business. I keep myself informed about what is happening politically, what's happening geographically, to uh, globally, to what is happening back here. And it's really important that you're informed if you're going to be in business and that you feel passionately about what it is you are creating or producing or selling or servicing. So I actually didn't think initially that I would like business, but I really do. And I enjoyed navigating through COVID from last March, not having any business, the zero, nobody wanted to, wanted any clothing ship, nobody wanted anything, nobody knew what they were going to do, to figuring out how to proceed. So one, one of the things that happened was we were shipping our March delivery of spring, we were shipping spring, and my factory worked really hard to get it all done so I could ship it on time. And we had it ready to deliver to all of our accounts and they didn't want them. And I stood behind the purchase orders that they issued for the clothing. And I said, I, you really need to stand behind the purchase order and let us ship because I think you will sell it. And if you don't want the next season, we're okay with you not doing it, but I paid for this. It's produced. You need to take it. And they took it and they sold everything and that opened the door for us. But it was really a scary situation to, to decide to push that. But I basically, I had no choice. We spent the money to produce it all and we needed them to take it. And I really felt they would sell it because people would be home. Well, I think that what you're saying overall is that you know what you know and you know what you don't know and times that stretch you where you're having to navigate the unknown and chart your course, you kind of, you know, you get woke, you kind of just get invigorated and like learn about something. And um, I think sometimes not knowing is amazing. Like I didn't know that I had no idea there was even a list on podcasts that this would be so successful. This would be one of the top podcasts before it even launched. And then I didn't know anything about alcohol. I walked into the alcohol space, had no idea there was never a low calorie ready to drink beverage before in history. We were the fastest growing beverage in history. So while I like data and it's nice to sort of think once you're into something about what's going on and not be just in, in a, in a, in a foxhole without any information, I like the gut instinct and I like the kind of the exploration process that you're describing and just navigating it because you might be finding out something that nobody else knows. You might find something by listening to so many people talk, you know, it might not have been done already. And this is such a time for innovation that you kind of have to do a combination of listening to other people, but also have your own point of view if you're that kind of individual thinker, which I think everybody is in some way. Yeah. Definitely. I know when I was thinking about writing this book, the initial idea of it 
came from a, a friend of mine was having her 50th birthday and we were all asked to do some sort of gift for her that was based on turning 50. And so I illustrated one of those little mold books and I did 50 tips on turning 50. And it, it got a big response and people were asking me, well, why don't you make this into a book? And so I, I was working with a publisher on another book about facelifts and acupuncture. And they said, well, you need to make this into a meaty book. So the idea of aging with power, there's a lot that I can share from that perspective. And so, you know, there are these circumstances that all of a sudden illustrate what you should be doing next if you pay attention to how people are reacting or intuiting. Like you said, you know at a certain time without having education about it or information. So I then realized I had an asset in my 75 years as a woman and what I could share with other women as they go through transitions through their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, 70s. And, and it's incredible. For one, I wish I had a handbook when I was doing all of this and going through my 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s. And there are, these transitions are huge, Bethany. They're, they're monumental. And Obviously, 40 is you know your brand, you know this is the time to monetize it, this is the time to, to do it. And then at 50, you have to reinvent. That is the time. You have no choice. Life pushes you in that direction to reinvent. And that 50 reinvention. You don't even mean just business. You mean as a human, as a woman, just as every a person. Way, right. Every way, every right. way, every way. And for me... The way and, and the message is the way you decide to reinvent at 50 or the way you decide to take your brand, and it could be you, your brand, not necessarily a product, like your brand and monetize it and how you set that up sets up the stage for how your 50 reinvention will be. And the 50 reinvention sets the stage for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about becoming invisible. You know, as people get older, you don't have to worry about a lot of the fears about aging. And of course, the three pillars of a healthy lifestyle, which is sleep, diet, and exercise, are the mantra throughout the book because those are the tools that give you self-esteem and confidence about your physical and mental health and your overall well-being so that aging with power is a reality, not some sort of fictional concept. And so that little book really uh, opened for me a, a, a recognition of what my purpose is in this lifetime. And my purpose has been to serve women, obviously, but to share this information is really, um, I see very well received and and I'm I'm so happy to do it. It brings me lots of joy. I'm excited about it. I want I, I turned just turned 50 and I'm I didn't make a big giant deal about it. I wasn't crying. I just but I feel good about it. I talk about it. It's good. I don't live in it. I just it's it's my life. It's who I am, you know? And I love that. You're such a female empowerment figure and so modern that I want to hear 
about getting engaged at 75 and how long you've been together. I know that it's uh, it's funny because my boyfriend, you know, saw his name, Marty Edelman. I've heard of him, but my boyfriend's like, oh, I know him. So what um, was A, dating in your 70s like? B, what um, did you know you were getting engaged? And that's very traditional, which I, I like too. And you do have a traditional side to you based on some of the things you've told me. And I do as well. Um, and you can't, you can be traditional and modern, which I am as well. And so is my house, by the way. And then all the meaning of all of it. It's beautiful. And I just want to hear about it. And if you guys are partners a little bit in business too, about how that business uh, personal relationship intertwines. I thought for sure that other people would have soulmates. I, I, I figured that, you know, I'm my, I'm good. I have a good life. And, but the soulmate thing is obviously not going to be my experience. I didn't feel lonely. I felt years earlier that maybe life was passing me by. And then I, then I thought, fuck that. No, that's not true. I'm not, life's not passing me by. So I was dating, but none, none of the dating were serious enough to to say that this was my soulmate. Okay. Did none of them reach that caliber. Okay. But you had game. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I had a good time and I was a redhead for 15 years of that period of time. So I had a really good time. Okay. However, Ian Schrager, who's a very good friend of mine for, for a very long time, hated every guy I ever went out with and decided for some reason at 65, he found me the person that I should be with. So I, I could not believe that he could be right about something like that. So I didn't take it seriously. In fact, I think I had been at the gym. I didn't even go home to shower for the first time I met Marty. So that was like, what is Ian though, right? right? You don't even take it seriously. And, and no. And so we met and we never would have been drawn to each other in other circumstances with just different lives. Right. And so we had a few conversations and I was really impressed with how smart he was and how extraordinary he is as a person. So we started dating that was 10 years ago and he travels a lot, a lot, a lot, and I'm busy a lot. So we were together morning, noon, and night through COVID. We were cooking together. We always go out to eat. We were doing things that we never did. And we would have times that we would sit by the window and talk and have tea, or we'd have other times that we would do things and we had like a plan. It was very romantic. And so on my birthday, he put a note by the side of the bed when I woke up saying, you know, I think we should get married. And we never talked about it. We never like stop in 10 years. You never talked about it. No. Like for what? Why would I want to get married? I love this. This is such a good story. So, um, so he said, what do you think? Should we get married? And I was like, yeah, why not? So then we were thinking, well, when are we going to get married? And we talked about October and then we talked about February and it was like, no, I want to dance. I want a big dance party. I want to sweat. I want to hug my friends. I want to be outside. Let's wait until the summer and just have a huge dance party and tell everybody 
by the way, we got married and that's it. And so we're waiting to get the COVID sign off and we're ready. I cannot wait. I love this. It's so funny because we were just talking about um, weddings. I love it. And I love what you're saying. And for anybody listening, I'm not into superficiality. I'm sitting here in pajamas, not wearing makeup. But Google Norma Kamali if you have don't, don't have a visual because she's beautiful and has beautiful skin and edgy and fashionable. And in that relationship, like myself and my relationship, I can tell you're the peacock. There's only one peacock in the relationship. <laughs> and I have a very conservative, you know, understated man that I'm in a relationship with. And the same thing as you, we would never have run into each other. So I love that. And I also think that getting that note by your bedside was the ultimate sign of trust. You know, you're a business person. He's a businessman. You know, you get into later in life, it's it's different. It's more like business in some ways that it gets a little tacky with prenups and agreements and divorces and things. So it seems like you were together and just really connecting during this pandemic, which is a glass half full of the pandemic, to say the least, that there's an ultimate sign of trust. Like, I want to be bound to you. I mean, that's the ultimate sign of trust. That's what I get from that whole story. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, And I think there's a silver lining in COVID and some relationships fall apart and others come closer together. And both of us recognized we were not ready for each other before the time we met. And I wasn't ready at all. To, I, I, I didn't have do enough work on myself, on my own development to accept a soulmate. It's a big, it's a big acceptance. Allowing. It's very, I agree. And so now I really have such an appreciation for having a soulmate. I have such an appreciation for being with someone who's extremely intelligent and uh, interesting and um, vital. And so for me, we don't do business together and we're very different in what we do, but we inspire each other on a lot of levels. And we we have the same moral character. I think that's such a big factor in being connected to someone that your belief systems are pretty much the same, even though, you know, we're the peacocks and they're not, I you call know, it the still, fundamentals. Yeah. The fundamentals have to be there, the basic fundamentals. And it could literally be cultural, religious, the way you like to travel, your personal habits. Like fundamentals have to be there in a relationship. I've learned more from my failures, just like in business, in relationships than I have for my successes. And I have a book called I Suck at Relationships so you don't have to. Because like you, I haven't allowed and I need to accept and have developed and be in therapy and all of that. So will you retire in any sort of way, do you ever say like, I want to get off this ride. I have my pile of money. Cause I think like that I like time and I like sleep. And I sometimes don't like to just constantly be pulled out and in the weeds. And I say, let me just get to the safety spot so I can really only just do the things which I'm at. But you know, when you put your money back on the tables, as you know, you've taken your money out of the tables, the casino, then you put, go back in, you got to kind of follow up on your bets and manage it. So where are you in that process in your career? Well, I, like I said, I my dream was to have a creative life and I have it. And I have a furniture collection coming out. My scent is coming out. I'm doing a lot of projects that I, I love. And I think my purpose with the topics in this book about aging with power are important for me to talk about more. The book is called I Am Invincible, and aging with power is 
is the core of the book. And so I know that topic and I'm really comfortable with it. And I think the more women that talk about age and feel empowered by age, the better we're going to be on a lot of levels. It's a whole other conversation. But but I, I do think that I learned something about balance in my life through COVID also. I never thought that I could have my business and not be on site every day. Wow, great. And, and I and I realized that I can do on-site, off-site. And so for that, I now realize I can have more balance in time in nature and time for myself um, while still committing the amount of time I do to my business. But because of being on-site and off-site, I have options now that I didn't have before. And a lot of other people are feeling that. A lot of moms who can work but can't work on-site are now, there's there's a, a, a website, a hiring site called Moms Project that is really good and we are um, wanting to hire from there because now we know we can have more people off-site. And so I, I think having balance with Bethany is probably more important for me than choosing one or the other. I love doing things, inventing things. I think of myself more as an inventor than a designer. So I like coming up with new ideas for doing things that have been done before or haven't been done. And so, uh, and, and new ideas and technology too. It's nourishing. Like you need it. And people at home, there are things that, you know, once you've had what you need to be fed, you kind of know that you just continually need that in different ways. And for me, it's an outlet. This is an outlet. These conversations, like I need to be having conversations. I need to be not only learning, but I like to be communicating. So, and I'm not very social. So this is like a different thing. And doing this with you, you know, what it sounds like what you're talking about is liberation. Like you don't, you can, you can, you can sort of, it's a balance. It's amazing what you're saying. And, um, it's so funny. You're the first guest. Like usually it winds down and I'm going to let you go because your time is so valuable, which I appreciate. You have so many things going on. I congratulate you. And I could literally, you're the first guest I could talk to for 45 more minutes. I have 10 more things for you. What a wonderful experience. So thank you so much for your time and you're amazing and inspiring. And I loved our conversation. Nice meeting you. Really nice meeting you, Bethany. Norma Kamali is iconic and those of you listening are all different ages. And if you're me, you remember her iconic bathing suits and amazing, gorgeous, elegant cover-ups, and you just know that name. But I didn't know what she looked like, and I really didn't know anything about her personal life, which is why I find this so fascinating and interesting, this whole journey for me with you together. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, by the way. But she is stunning. She is captivating. She is honest. She is vulnerable. She's definitely an HBIC, but has this nature of being really relaxed and sweet and just healthy and not scary. Um, I thought she was wonderful. I just thought it was such a great conversation with someone who's a fashion icon, who's watching the changes in an industry that doesn't know itself what it is anymore. And I just love these conversations with all these different types of people. So thank you so much for listening. That was amazing. 
is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith, and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Sarah Katnack is our assistant producer, and our development executive is Nayantara Roy. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and Endeavor Content. This episode was mixed by Sam Baer. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.